Take your Bibles or your apps or whatever you read on. And today I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Now, if you're not familiar with where Matthew is located in the Bible, uh, what I would encourage you to do is go to the table of contents. Uh, there you'll find that the Bible is broken up into two main sections, uh, the Old Testament and the New Testament. Matthew is the first book in the New Testament. Uh, so find that book, the book of Matthew, and we want to turn to Matthew chapter 5. Now, as you're turning there, I want to do a little recap from last week. Last week, I talked about how I, I used to work for an engineering company when I was in college and, and how in that time I learned that one of the most important aspects to building a solid uh, road or building is a foundation, that, that a foundation is vital uh, to the stability of any structure that we have in our society today. And if you go to a construction project and you view the, the, the work and the timeline that's put in to build that structure, you'll find that the foundation, they spend more time on the foundation than almost anything else and in prepping the ground and compacting it and making sure that it's ready and strong enough to hold the the concrete and the weight that that's going to hold and then pouring and prepping and getting everything ready for the concrete uh, foundation they spend so much time in building that portion because when you're a builder when you're an engineer you realize that the foundation is one of the most important parts to a building or a road because without a strong foundation, eventually that building or that road is going to crumble. It's gonna fall apart. And so last week, we, we began talking through uh, Jesus's Sermon on the Mount. It's this famous uh, message that he gave. Uh, and he begins that message in Matthew chapter 5 with giving us what are called the Beatitudes. And so last week, we looked at the first four of those Beatitudes. And my big idea last week was this, the humble, hungry, and remorseful heart is the foundation to Jesus's kingdom. Uh, and so the first four of those eight Beatitudes really are summed up in that statement. The humble, hungry, and remorseful heart is the foundation to Jesus' kingdom. And today we're going to continue that idea in the second half of the Beatitudes. So I want you to take your Bibles or your apps and look with me in John chapter, or Matthew chapter 5. And we're going to begin in verse 7. So Matthew chapter 5, beginning in verse 7. And it says this, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. For blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad. For your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So this is the second half of the Beatitudes. And if you had tuned in last week, or if you want to go to our website and view last week's message on this, the first four of the Beatitudes that we covered last week, those first four Beatitudes uh, deal with how we see ourselves in light of our relationship with Jesus. Uh, and so it was all about humility, 
and hungering and thirsting for righteousness and, and having a remorseful heart and, and things like that. Well, the last four, the, the four that we're on today that we just read, the last four deal with how we interact with others based on our relationship with Jesus. And so these four, or these eight Beatitudes, uh, there's a connection between them and the Ten Commandments and the Great Commandments uh, that Jesus gave us in Matthew 22. And so if you were to go back in the book of Exodus chapter 20, you're going to read the Ten Commandments. You'll find that the first four of the Ten Commandments all have to deal with our relationship with God. And then the last six of the Ten Commandments deal with our relationship with one another as human to human, man to man, woman to woman. And this idea is that... uh, wrapped up when Jesus gives the great commandments in Matthew 22, where he basically says the the greatest commandments in all of God's word are love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second one is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. So love God, love others. You see how the Beatitudes kind of teach that? The first four uh, dealing with how we see ourselves uh, in our relationship with God, you know, how we love God. And the second four deal with how we relate to others. And so there's this consistent theme that we see throughout the Bible, Old and New Testament, that teach us that, that our connection with God is the most important thing. And the second most important thing is our connection and relationship with one another. And so we're going to look at that second half, loving others, our connection with others. And so here's my big idea. If, if you watch my messages or, or ha- have listened to many, uh, you know that most of the time I give a big idea that kind of gives a summary uh, of what the message is saying uh, for today. And so today's big idea is this, mercy, purity, and peace in boldness are the foundation to building God's king, Jesus's kingdom. So let me say that again. Mercy, purity, and peace in boldness are the foundation to building Jesus's kingdom. You know, last week was all about being part of his kingdom. And this week is about building his, people, his kingdom by leading every generation to the life-changing hope of Jesus. So let me again kind of, do a quick look at at the one word that we see in all four of these, the word blessed. So you're going to continuously see, remember in verse seven, blessed are the merciful, Um, blessed are uh, the pure in heart, blessed are the peacemakers, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. That word blessed, let me clarify, uh, it does not mean happy. Uh, A lot of people and translators have kind of spun it in that direction. But when you go and read uh, the Greek, which is what the New Testament, where Matthew is found, uh, the, the original language is Greek. If you go and read Greek and how that word is used, and then you see the connection that the Greek language and the Hebrew language use with one another, Uh, in this context, you're going to find that it doesn't actually mean happy. Blessed actually refers to someone being approved by another and the response from that approval. This means that um, we are approved and God is satisfied, is happy in in what we do and reciprocates uh, through blessing us, through through, uh, helping us grow spiritually, mentally, emotionally, even physically sometimes. And so blessedness 
is about approval. It's about uh, being right in the eyes of God. It's about um, uh, being right, being accepted, be a, being approved, and, and that approval giving back to us. So let's look at these four blessings, these beatitudes. The first one in verse seven is blessed are the merciful for they shall receive mercy. Now remember this, these four are all about building Jesus's kingdom. So when we speak of mercy, we're talking about forgiveness. We're talking about compassion towards others. Let's be honest for a moment. If you are a follower of Jesus, you know that you have received from your loving Savior more mercy and more grace and more forgiveness than you could ever in a million lifetimes be able to give back to someone. And so if we've received so much mercy, then why wouldn't we give that mercy back to others so, so freely? And so we as followers of Jesus are called to be people of mercy, We've received it, we give it. You see, people will want Jesus as their savior when they receive mercy from Jesus's followers. And this is all about building Jesus's kingdom, about being a part of that, that kingdom work. And if you wanna be part of the, the work that Jesus is doing in this world and in the lives around you, mercy has to be a key component of that. Now, let me kind of sidetrack for just a moment. Maybe some of you are watching right now and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Uh, and let me speak to you for just a moment. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, if you don't know the life-changing hope that can be found in Jesus, if you've never received the mercy, the grace, the forgiveness that Jesus offers, you can receive that. Uh, Jesus was and is the one and only Son of God, that he was, he was born on this earth, that he lived a perfect, sinless life, that at the end of his life, he was hung on a cross. And through that death, through, through dying on that cross, the shedding of his blood cleanses us from our sins. You see, Jesus was and is the perfect, one-time perfect sacrifice for our sins. You see, your sin is condemning you to an eternity of pain and death. And through Jesus, you can have that, that eternity changed. He, he wants to, to take all of those sins and the consequences, that, that punishment that we rightly deserve, he wants to take that from you and he wants to take that on himself so that you can be forgiven. He wants to show you mercy and grace. He doesn't want you to get what we deserve. He wants you to get what he offers, the free gift of eternal life. And then after he died on that cross so that we could be forgiven, he rose from the grave on the third day. And later, many days later, he ascended into heaven. He sits right now at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And he calls to you. So if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can. It's all about believing in what I just told you about Jesus, who he was, what he did for you in that sacrifice and that rising from the grave and that ascending into heaven. Believe in him. Believe in what he said, what he did, and proclaim that. And please, if you want to 
uh, have have questions about this answered. If you're you're curious and you want to know more, please reach out to us, send us an email, reach out to us on our website, send us a direct message. We would love to have a conversation about what a life-changing relationship with Jesus looks like. So please don't hesitate, don't, don't pause, go ahead and send an email or a direct message right now and we would love to take you down the next steps of your journey with Jesus. So verse seven, the merciful, blessed are the merciful for they shall receive mercy. The next one is verse eight, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. So, so let me ask you this, where is your purity in your relationships? How do you treat people? Do you treat people with honesty and with, with love and with equality? That's what this is talking about. It's also talking about where our thoughts are at. You know, in the next coming weeks, we're going to get further in to this Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus speaks a lot about our thinking, not just our actions, uh, but our thoughts, the, the way our mind drives our being and who, what our mind uh, makes us to be. And so um, where are your thoughts? Are your thoughts pure? Where is your heart today? Uh, do you have thoughts or heart issues or purity issues that you need to work through? Uh, contact us. We would love to, uh, to help walk you through what that might look like. Then the, the next beatitude is verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. A peacemaker is a person who seeks to uh, keep healthy relationships and reconcile broken relationships. They actively pursue opportunities to bring people together rather than, than pulling people apart. Um, and let me just make a comment on that. In today's culture, that's so hard. We live in a culture today that thrives on, uh, on uh, crisis and, and, and conflict and the things that, that pull us apart. We love to argue. We love to take sides and, and have judgment against the people who aren't on our side. And so I would encourage you today to, to not be a person like that. Instead, be a peacemaker. You know, in today's day, it's so easy and so acceptable to tear people down. But a, a peacemaker is someone for, who looks for ways to lift people up, to build them up, to, to encourage them, to put relationships that are broken and bring them back together. And so will you be a peacemaker in this day and age? You know, a, a peacemaker lifts people up, but you know, we, we long, I think, because of our sin, we all too many times long or get caught up in tearing people down, whether it be about politics uh, or opinions about uh, environmentalism or what's going on right now with COVID-19 and the whole quarantine thing. Guys, hear me clearly on this. If you haven't heard anything, I want you to pause for just a second, whatever you're doing, and, and look back up at your screen. I want you to hear this. It does not matter what people's opinions or views are concerning the things of this world. That, that's not important in the big picture, in the eternal picture. Governments are going to come and go. Presidents, senators, uh, house speakers, uh, these people are going to come and go. 
Ultimately, that doesn't matter. That's, that's not eternal. What is eternal is Jesus. Our focus, our entire life should be focused on leading every generation to the life-changing hope in Jesus. These political arguments and these debates about uh, quarantine and, and, and environmentalism and everything else, these things don't matter in the long run. What does matter is a life-changing relationship with Jesus. You know, we never, as followers of Jesus, we never have permission to hurt, to tear down, or to insult other people. It doesn't matter who they are or whether we know them personally or not. You and I, as followers of Jesus, never have permission to insult, tear down, or hurt another person. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter if they're a celebrity, if they're well-known, or if they're your neighbor down the street. It doesn't matter. We don't have permission from Jesus to insult and hurt others. It's one thing to attack an idea. It's a whole other thing to attack a person. Jesus gives us permission to challenge ideas, to challenge uh, concepts, to challenge uh, what's going on in our culture, but Jesus never gives us permission to attack the people around those ideas. So please hear me clearly. We are called to be peacemakers. We're called to be peacemakers because a peacemaker is going to be called a son of God according to this passage. And so be a peacemaker. No one wants a savior whose followers are mean and hateful to others. So before you say something, before you post something, uh, before you, uh, you know, have that comment, whatever it is, stop and think for just a moment, is this creating peace? Is this making peace in the people and the world around me. That's what Jesus calls us to do in this culture and society. Don't destroy relationships, don't slander others, but bring peace, be a peacemaker. So the last of the Beatitudes is in verses 10 through 11. It says this, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. For blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. But rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Let me just say this. Jesus's followers are gonna be persecuted. There are people out there that at the mention of Jesus, they're going to hate you just because of who your Savior is. You're going to be persecuted. It's guaranteed. Jesus tells us, he warns us over and over and over in God's word that we will be persecuted. But our physical safety is not what we should be primarily concerned with. Our eternal security and leading others to the life-changing hope of Jesus, that should be our primary concern. But our culture has come to worship and love safety more than most other things. I mean, if you really were to break down this whole COVID-19 uh, phenomenon, uh, 
part of the primary issue that has caused what's going on in our culture and the cultures around the world is a concern for safety. And there's nothing wrong with seeking safety, but when you place your safety as being more important than following Jesus and doing what Jesus calls you to do, then that safety has become a a hindrance to your relationship with Jesus. In all reality, compared to eternity, this life and safety in this life is like a mist that comes out of your mouth on a cold day. It's there for just a split second and then it's gone. This life is short compared to eternity. And so, yes, be concerned about your safety and, and, and take precautions. But at the same time, realize that there are situations that you're going to be called by Jesus to put yourself in where you're going to be persecuted. Uh, and so be ready for that. And for we're blessed when we are persecuted, leading others to the life-changing hope of Jesus is the most important aspect of our existence. If that means that we put our physical safety on the line, so be it. If that means that we put our emotional security on the line, so be it. Leading others to Jesus trumps all of those things. It is far more important than any of those other things. So in conclusion, let me say this. Do you want Jesus to show you mercy Uh, for the ways that you continually, that I continually disobey him, then show mercy to others. That's what verse seven says. Do you want to see God and the blessings that come from that? Then then have a pure heart. Do you want to have the the reputation of being a son of God? Then, Then be a peacemaker. And do you want to receive the kingdom of heaven and and the reward, the the blessing that the kingdom of heaven brings? Then then rejoice and be ready for those persecutions that are going to come as a follower of Jesus. But most of all, going back to the big idea, to that foundation, to building, it's the the foundation to building Jesus' kingdom. If you want others to know the life-changing hope of Jesus that you have, then live out the Beatitudes. Be this kind of person. Uh, be the person that's pure in heart and merciful and, uh, and, and uh, is a peacemaker and, and is ready and, and able and, and rejoices in the, the times of persecution. Be that person because that person is the one that Jesus is going to use to lead others to him. So today... Will you take the steps to live out the Beatitudes that are in the beginning of Matthew chapter 5? Will you take those steps today? Join me in prayer. Almighty God, thank you so much for today. We praise you for who you are and we thank you for the Beatitudes that you've given us. And Lord, our prayer today is that you would help us to live these out, that you would help us to be merciful Help us to be pure. Help us, Lord, to be peacemakers in a time when peace is not popular. And Lord, help us to be prepared for the persecution that we are called to to live through and help us to rejoice in it. Lord, help us to build your kingdom by leading others, by making disciples of Jesus. So Lord, help us in this day and time We thank you and we praise you and lift all of this in Jesus' name, our Lord and our loving Savior. Amen.